Welcome to ReCommerce, a podcast for e-commerce wearable brands navigating technical complexity and change. Brought to you by Command C. Hello, I'm thrilled to be here with y'all for our first episode of ReCommerce. I'm Sarah Bacon, the founder of Command C, and I'm here with Tiffany Kukta, our tech lead. Hi, everyone. To start, we want to discuss the order of optimization. It's not uncommon when we get a new inquiry that the request is to increase site conversions or to improve site conversion rate. So today we want to talk through where it begins when it comes to optimization. When we get a new inquiry, it's very common that the client is saying, I want to add this to my site and I want to add this to my site. And they're sort of not coming in with the mentality of ensuring that the underlying foundation of the site's technical aspects, but also the UX, is in a place where it's optimized enough to maximize whatever new enhancements they're planning on implementing. So one of the first conversations that we find ourselves having is helping clients identify where they really are currently. And our model is called challenge equilibrium and growth. So the first thing that we typically do is try to help clients identify which silo they're in. And each silo is characterized by a list of criteria. So for the challenge stage, we often see clients having low conversion rates, consistent site bugs, frequent user complaints. There's often slow load times or even downtime. They're typically dealing with very high cart abandonment rates, uh, lack of automation and inefficient administrative processes, and they don't have a solid developer in place um, to help them address all of these things. So One of the things that you and I discuss quite frequently, Tiff, is helping to get a client to understand that they're actually at the challenge phase, even though there might be certain aspects of their site that are working really well and they may not have all of those criteria. How do those conversations usually go? How do do we go about, you know, not convincing a client that they're in challenge phase, but sort of throttling their excitement about jumping into the tactical tactical enhancements that so many clients seem to come to us thinking are the cure for all of their site issues. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think kind of one of the most important things to take away from that is that the fact that they're coming with a list of improvements indicates that they know that there are places to improve. And so while this doesn't immediately mean that they're in a challenge phase, it certainly indicates to us that there are potential problems. A lot of times the problems may not even be with the user experience. They're, they're issues that are sort of operations dependent or, um, you know, there are a lot of small inconveniences that happen, a lot of limitations that they may have based on the current system that have just been kind of piling up over time. And so they don't really, they don't really 
realize that there can be a lot of efficiency to gain there. Sort of the flip side of that is is when uh, when it's really clear that there's a challenge, conversion rates have have tanked, or there's you know a surprise uh, bug that half of their users are experiencing, and and those kinds of things make it really clear, and those give us a, a good place to start. But I think that oftentimes what happens is the desire to fix those issues and to sort of compensate for them leads to an unbalanced forward progress. So in other words, we're talking about, well, we, we need to improve this whole checkout process, but also we're going to fix this gigantic bug, when really those things have to be taken into consideration in a little bit more linear of an approach so that we can confirm that the giant change you want to make to checkout to increase conversion rate is actually even necessary uh, once the larger, more inconvenient bugs have been corrected. It's interesting that you bring up sort of the difference between the kind of glaring, oh crap, my conversions tanked situation or, you know, uh, this user can't check out like, you know, these really obvious issues versus a client who kind of just has a general sense of, I think things could be better. I don't really know what's wrong. And for, for those two different clients, we do have different approaches, right? And I think that this is where kind of coming back to which silo are you in? Are you in challenge? Are you in equilibrium? Or are you in growth mode is sort of the key to helping them identify where to start. If they truly are in equilibrium, and just to kind of run through the criteria of equilibrium, you know, we're talking about all mission critical and low hanging fruit issues are addressed. There's consistent uptime. Uh, some amount of automation analysis has been at least thought through. You know, thinking through where to where we can we create efficiencies, even if those efficiencies haven't yet been implemented, but there's a plan for that. There's established workflows in place. Analytics are actively being tracked. Really, I think equilibrium is identified by, I no longer know what my site issues are. And that's the stage where it makes sense to start investing in growth, right? So that's when we want to start talking about new feature additions. I can't tell you how many conversations I have with clients who say, we're running this $10,000 a month Facebook campaign, but there's this issue with checkout still. And I'm like, put a pause on that Facebook campaign. Like it's such a waste of money to, to be investing in growth when there are significant site issues still occurring. And it it's, it's like, this is very, this is common sense, but I think that in e-commerce, it's easy for folks to suffer from a little bit of like paralysis because there's so much going on at once. And there's such a high stakes on quote unquote, the conversion, right? Like we're, we're talking about real monetary value here, that there's such a fear to pull back on advertising or pull back on some of these growth strategies. But if you, if you know, and I think a lot of clients have a hard time really stepping back and, and looking at the big picture because there's just so much being thrown at them all the time. But what we really try to do is get the client to step back when 
you know, in this initial, in these initial, you know, kickoff and discovery sessions that we're having, we're really trying to plan how to prioritize what we need to do here from a perspective of return on investment. Like the return on investment of advertising is greatly diminished if you're still having symptoms of a challenge phase. Yeah, I think all of that is a really good point. And so, you know, starting off any sort of technical discovery or audit of existing systems by understanding sort of what those issues are and being able to clearly identify the phase that you're in is 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 really key to making sure that you're investing as sort of intelligently as you can be. You know, certainly making some improvements is going to have a positive impact, but our goal as a team is to help you see that, you know, to to help you make the biggest impact. You're listening to ReCommerce, a podcast for e-commerce wearable brands navigating technical complexity and change. Brought to you by Command-C, a development team that saves e-commerce retailers from outdated tech and ineffective operations, with a strong focus on Magento and Shopify+. Plus. You can learn more about how we help at commandc.com. So let's say that you are actually at equilibrium. You really have no idea what's not working on your site. Conversions are happening, but you're really looking to grow. So so you're you've addressed the challenges associated with your site. Then what? So I I think that um I think that talking through, you know, some of the strategies that we that we would often implement is 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 a good place to start next. I also think that, you know, at that point, it's important to take stock in the analytics and the data that you have, um, as well as understanding the type of business model and the goals that you have for the long term. Yeah. So then it's time to really think about strategy, right? There are three main strategic avenues to site optimization. And let me clarify that we're talking about on-site optimization. We're not talking about um, driving more users to your site optimization. Um, but once once the user's on your site, there are three core buckets of how to approach optimization. Increasing average order value, increasing conversions, and focusing on repeat customers. Now, you really have to step back and think about your audience and which strategy is going to work best for you. Again, there's a tendency I see in our clients to think about the tactical things without thinking about the strategy, right? Like I want one page checkout or I want to do bundled products, but it's like you have to step back and make sure that you're identifying which of these kind of three core buckets are make the most sense for you. And for some businesses, all three might be important. But you might find that there's a priority towards which you uh, focus on these three. Or, you know, if you're selling kitchen tables, a strategy that's based on repeat customers might not make the most sense for your business. And similarly, if you're selling bikes, focusing on average order value might be your preliminary strategy. You know, bikes are a great 
example of a business that lends itself to, to bundled products. So once a client is at equilibrium, really getting them to think strategically about what their approach to optimization is going to be is the conversation that we're having at that stage. Yeah, absolutely. And and kind of understanding uh, the, the approach to optimization, knowing that we're moving forward with our performance issues and our UX issues resolved, it means that if you don't know where to start, if your strategy is not super clear and you only have a limited amount of data, it always makes sense to start closest to the money. Start at the end of checkout. Start with the point where the user makes the payment and work backwards and try to find optimizations that you can make from that point. That makes a lot of sense, especially if you're not a client where A-B testing makes sense. And for, for most of our clients, if, if, you know, if you're not processing at least a thousand transactions a month, A-B testing is probably going to be more expensive and provide less meaningful data than some other approaches to optimization. But a good rule of thumb when kind of prioritizing what you're going to do is making it easier for people to to check out and and to actually convert. And and that, you know, rule of thumb of starting closest to the money is sort of the way to to prioritize those things. I think it's also really important to remember that not everyone who's coming to your site is landing on your homepage first. So I hear frequently, like, I want to do this, this, and this to my homepage. And I think we're constantly kind of talking clients through, well, why? I mean, I think why is our favorite question. When we ask that, it's it's amazing, you know, either the reasons that people have or they think that they have um, and how quickly we can kind of cut through those reasons when we talk about some of these strategic approaches. Um, but lots of users are, are, you know, coming to your catalog, your product catalog or a product page itself through a Facebook ad or a, an SEO listing or something like that. And a simple thing that we see very often is um, a lack of telling your customers who you are on those internal pages. That's such a good point. When you're when your marketing is in is in place and it's it's really firing on all, on all cylinders, particularly if you're using like good segmentation and you're you're you know using the the AI, <laughs> you're using the algorithms to get people to products that they are going to be most interested in. You don't want them to have to pass through your homepage first. And so telling your story as a part of those pages, those products that you know that they're landing on is a really critical component of, of completing that particular conversion. What are some ways that clients can tell that story? I see a couple different things that work really well. I mean, one of them is is sort of just including uh, the same global banner or or notification that you would include on every page of the site that you know either talks about a special or calls out a key value proposition of your organization. Um, something that's going to you know be easy to review once and then sort of goes into the user's uh, 
brain cache so they don't get distracted by it every other page that they visit on your site. But something like that is a good solution. Also having product pages that incorporate storytelling, having category pages that incorporate filtering that's based on your your user's real desire to shop and not just based on the taxonomy of your products. And by that, I mean, you've paid attention to how people look for things. And they're not just first picking a size, then picking a color. They're first picking a, a, a sort of personality trait. Um, and when that's the case, adjusting your product listing pages to facilitate that does do a great deal to help the customer understand that you care about them and that you understand their experience. Brain cash. You're such a developer and I love it. (laughs) Well, thanks Tiff. That was a great chat. I hoped it helped clarify where to begin with this business of optimization and uh, we'll talk again soon. Sounds great. Thanks. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us again for another episode of ReCommerce. commerce